Good evening, everyone. Good evening. And Merry Christmas. We are so excited to have you. I know we still have people loading up with some cookies and uh, cider and cocoa. So as they come in, I just want to welcome you, say we are so glad you've joined us as we celebrate our Savior's birth tonight. Um, So what I'm going to ask is that we stand together. We're going to enter in right away with just some caroling and worshiping our King and our Savior who has come for us. Amen? Amen. Let's glorify our Jesus today.
seated. At this time, 
I want to invite all of our kids. If you're up through fifth grade, you can come and join us right up here on this platform. We've got a a carpet up here, and we are going to have a story from our children's director. These candles, by the way, they are not real flames, so they don't have to. You don't have to be afraid of your kids coming up here. And you guys can find a spot right up here. You can all gather up here, and our children's director Shelley's going to read your story while we watch this video. We're going to get all set. Okay, find a good spot to sit down, and we're going to have a good story here.
Well, good evening, New Life. Merry Christmas. It's not often that we gather for Sunday worship in the evening, so we've got a little bit of a running bet between Pastor Brent and myself, and whichever one of us says good morning first owes the other $10. And I know I just said it, but I said it in explanation. So when he comes up in a little bit to give his devotion, y'all are on my side, right? Because I could use some $10 this Christmas season. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us this evening for our, I almost said New Year's Eve, for our Christmas Eve services. (laughs) That's $20 he said. Someone loan me $20. I really love that we just got to hear from our children's director, Shelly, and have this moment for the children, because I am sure that so many of you adults in this room, like myself, we've just been running like chickens without heads, trying to get everything finished. And what What a neat thing just now to get to sit quietly in contemplation, to remember the Savior who became a baby so that he could meet us where we are here on earth, so that he could reveal himself to be our Savior and who we needed to be reconciled back to the Father. What a miracle. And I don't know if you have been so busy this season that you have maybe not forgotten, but maybe that's just been kind of put on a shelf, that thought of why it is that we celebrate Christmas. But I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight to be reminded and to contemplate the holy miracle that was performed for us in that stable all those years ago. So Merry Christmas to you all, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you are new to New Life Church, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. For all of you, yes. I saw so many faces of friends and neighbors and family. I'm sure there are people visiting from out of town who are enjoying the chance to celebrate the Christmas holiday with family, and we're so glad that you're right here with us tonight. For all of you, go ahead and take out your cell phones. I'm going to guide you over to our Sunday links, which is our Sunday service guide. Over the last year, we've done away with our paper bulletins, and we've gone digital. And so this QR code that's right behind me is how you can get to Sunday links. It's how you can follow along in our regular Sunday services. You can find our connect card, which we'll all fill out here in just a bit. It leads to our giving links. If you are committed to giving in your tithe, your kingdom builders with us. And then our worship team, Jordan, our worship directing team, they are so faithful to upload each week's worship set to Spotify. I love to listen to worship music in the car while I'm exercising. Really just sets the tone for the day and for the week. And if you want to take worship home with you starting tomorrow, Sunday links in our Spotify account is how you can do that. It's all right here. I welcomed you if you are new. And I want to specifically point this out because our Sunday links is how you get to your connect card. And all of us, if you'll please consider filling out your Connect card, we would really appreciate that. It's how you let us know that you were here. It's how you can sign up for various ministry opportunities that are coming up. Our new year is full of chances to sign up for getting your child dedicated. We've got baptism and membership classes right around the corner. We're kicking off 2024 strong. But if you are new, will you fill out your Connect card and let us know that you were here? One of my very favorite things about being part of the New Life Church family is that we are a church that exists outside of our walls. And we are committed and we are faithful and we are passionate about being Jesus, not just to our own church body, but to all the places God calls us to, that he puts on our hearts. We give sacrificially, we give with passion and excitement, knowing 
that God has prepared us and provided for us that we can be a blessing because we are truth holders and hope bearers and we shine that light so proudly and by filling out your connect card if you are new on your behalf as a first step of ministry with us here at new life on your behalf totally free no financial obligation here we will sponsor a child through a program called feed one hello hi oh did you forget your candle here you go oh she looks like a, a peppermint stick she's welcome to come up anytime But back to Feed One. We will sponsor a child through a program called Feed One. And Feed One exists in communities all over the world that have stepped into places that could use support, giving children access to nutritious food and clean water and an education and the gospel. And on your behalf, just for being here with us, for worshiping with us tonight, we will sponsor a child for a week. We're serious about being the hands and feet of Jesus and meeting people practically. want to invite you to do that along with us. So will you do that tonight? One of our rhythms that we do in worship here is that we give. We give in a program called Kingdom Builders, and we give in our tithes and offering. And so if you are new or visiting, I want you to know that you are not obligated to participate in these things. We believe in giving because we are called to do so with faith and obedience. We believe that God is so good. God is a supplier. He is a sustainer. He is a provider. We call God Abba Father because we believe that he looks out for us as a father would. And in response to that, in obedience, we trust him with all aspects of our lives, and that includes our finances. And so right now we're going to give in kingdom builders and tithes and offering. We're going to do those. If if you come regularly, you know we usually do those separately. Tonight we're going to condense them together. Kingdom Builders is our commitment to give above and beyond our tithes and offerings so that we can reach the world for Jesus. We are so proud to get to partner with organizations and people who have been called to leave their homes and their families to go to all the ends of the earth where God has called them to with the specific mission of bringing the gospel. And right now, we get to be senders. And so in our faithfulness to give to kingdom builders, that's how we support the ministries of those who are going. Because missions isn't just ordained for those who are on the field. We are missionaries ourselves here. And we back that up, not just in our word, but with what we do. And we also are going to give in our tithes and offering. And I just want to encourage you tonight. As we are remembering the goodness of God through what he did for us all those years ago when he sent Jesus to be our savior. That he is a father who loves you and longs to know you. And as we are closing out this year, our prayer over you is that you would know the full goodness of God. That you would know him to be your friend and a peace in your life. And that you would know and trust him to be the sustainer and provider Our God is the supplier of all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And in obedience, Father, we give our tithe to you today, thankful for what you have provided for us, thankful that we have hope beyond our circumstance, thankful that we know you to be a good and faithful God. What we have to you, we give you. We trust you, Lord, and it's in this way that we show you. It's in your name. Amen. Next Sunday is December 31st. We will be back to our regular service gatherings at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Close out 2023 with us. And join us as we kick off the year with great worship and a fantastic word. Right now, will you stand with us as we continue in worship tonight?
Son, to make us whole with you again, God. We ask that you just bless this house tonight. You bless each one of our lives tonight, God. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.
Well, friends, it's been for us a, a great Christmas season so far. I hope it's been one for you as well. We had a friend um, give us a really kind gift. She gave us a card, a Christmas card, and in it was a gift card to one of our favorite restaurants. It was one of those printed out uh, gift cards. It wasn't like a plastic one, and, and we were so excited about it, and uh, we, we put it on the coffee table, and we're thinking about when we wanted to use it, and it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before, we came downstairs, and our beautiful card had been discovered by our puppy dog, <laughs> and the, the envelope and the gift card were both consumed, and all that was left was this, and... Bless his little heart, his <laughs> precious little flea-bitten heart. And uh, we, were so, we were so bummed over it. We love this restaurant. We took this to the restaurant and we said, we have got a story for you. And, and I had Hosanna go in with me. I said, you'll give more credibility to my story. I'm just some guy that's coming in. And so we, we didn't have a shred of that, of that gift certificate to show them. All we had was this card and we told them our story and they laughed and laughed and laughed, but they honored it. They, 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 they gave us our gift certificate. Yeah, it worked so well. We went to four other restaurants and told them the same story. But uh, just it was a disappointment when we saw it, the destruction of our little Christmas gift, you know, and the, the destruction that it was lost and, and the, the fun we were going to have eating at that restaurant. But uh, uh, there's, there's been much more loss at Christmas seasons and at different times than we, than we experienced then. Uh, in the year 66 AD, there was a Jewish uprising against the Roman Empire. And uh, they, they were revolting against the power of Rome that had existed there for about a hundred years. And they wanted their freedom and their liberty from, from Rome. And so there was this uprising. But it was repressed with an absolute prejudice and violence. Uh, Rome came in and just slaughtered people. They estimate that there was about a million non-combatants that were killed uh, during the, the quelling of the uprising that happened. And it was just a terrible time in, in uh, Israel's history uh, when, the, when Rome came in, they destroyed all of the walls of Jerusalem. Every wall was torn down and breached. Um, the city was put to the torch. Most of the survivors were taken into slavery. And uh, the temple itself, the center of Jewish identity and religion and, and culture, was raised to the ground. You can still see the stones today that they had toppled over and destroyed. They burned the temple, completely destroying it. And uh, it was just a devastating time in, in Jewish history. So we talk about loss. This is massive loss. And about 20 years after this horrific time in, in Israel's history, someone wrote a book or a letter. Uh, it was one of Jesus' disciples and one of his closest confidants and friends by the name of John. And he wrote this epic, this, this, uh, this story about this biography of Jesus and this called, we call it the Gospel of John. It's the book of John. But John didn't just write this gospel to just the world in general. We, we read it like John wrote it and everybody gets it and he knows everybody was going to get it. No, he wrote it to a very specific group of people. He wrote it to Jewish people. 
So the book of John, the gospel of John was written by Jesus' close friend and confidant who, had, confidant who had walked life with him. And he wrote this gospel to Jewish people that just in the last two decades had experienced something so devastating that they would never truly rebuild from. And so a recurring theme that John uses here throughout his gospel is that there is a hope in a dark world. That there is light in darkness. And so, as we read together in the book of John, I want you to keep John's readers' experience, their, their life experience, in your mind as we read what he writes to them, okay? So, we're going to be in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Here's how he opens his letter to tell people about this Jesus. He says, in the beginning, the Word already existed. Now, the Word is Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. And the word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man... John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And so this is how John opens. He says, light is coming into a dark world, this dark space. And so over the last three weeks in our church, we've been looking at these different vignettes of characters in the nativity story and how the joy they experienced in the Christmas story reflects into joy we can experience. This is why we call this series Joy to Your World, that we can have the same joy. So we talked about the shepherds and the wise men. We talked about Mary and Joseph. And so today we are looking at the central character. We're looking at the central character of the entire narrative and that's Jesus and so what we celebrate at Christmas is that 2,000 years ago light came into the world and it laid in a manger and the first thing that we see from John as he talks about light is that light gives life light gives life look at what John quotes Jesus as saying about himself Jesus later on in the book of John Jesus is talking about who he is and this is what he says to people he says it says Jesus spoke to the people once more and he said I am the light of of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Light gives life. There's something about darkness and living in darkness. I did some reading and in 2013, the Journal of Environmental Psychology did a study about the effects of living in literal darkness. Um, living in, in a dark, literal, like where there's no sun. Uh, in it, they found that literal darkness causes people to be more prone to lying and cheating. Studies also found that those who live in areas of perpetual darkness, like living above the Arctic Circle where there's long periods of darkness, are more likely to develop, develop depression. Some of you who uh, yourself experience seasonal depression know what that's like, going through that time of darkness. Darkness is, is a very serious thing, but spiritual darkness is even greater than that of depression and moral decay, because it's soul death. Darkness is a state of soul death. And this is uh, the light that Jesus came to give us life in. You see, we cannot bring life to ourselves. There's only one who can. In the same way you could not walk into a cadaver lab or, or a mortuary and, and, and see those bodies giving life to themselves, we cannot give life to our dead souls. There's only one who can. Ephesians 5.14 says, For the light, church, let me hear you say light. light. For the light makes everything visible. 
And that's why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See, just as Jesus called literal dead people back to life, the light of the world calls us back to life. We know Jesus called Lazarus back to life. He raised that little girl back to life. But while he was raising literal people back to life, even greater so is he gives life to our souls. See, there's something else that Ephesians 5.14 says at the beginning of that verse I just read. And it says, the light makes everything visible. I don't know if you've ever had a vivid dream. Or maybe it's your imagination, you wake up in the night and you see someone in your room. Or you see someone sulking in the corner and you have to turn on a lamp to just make sure everything's clear, everything's good. Uh, Maybe this is just me. Maybe you have a really uh, much more stable imagination than I do. But I see the craziest things, you know. And I have to turn on the light to make sure that everything's clear. And let me tell you that light reveals truth. When you turn on the light, you see what's really there, don't you? Our imaginations can run wild. Our, our, our thoughts, you see, darkness builds up things that don't really exist, but light reveals truth. A few verses later in Ephesians 5, it says this, or forgive me, earlier in Ephesians 5, it says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Light reveals truth. Light reveals what is truth. You see, darkness fools with our mind. It convinces us that there are things there that aren't really there. It causes uncertainty. It creates fear. Sometimes it keeps us from seeing things we should see. Back to what John was emphasizing about Jesus. Look at what he quotes about Jesus saying about himself in John chapter 12. John chapter 12, this must have been important because it says Jesus shouted this. I don't see many spots in scripture where Jesus suddenly needs to shout. He seems like a pretty easygoing guy. But here it says Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. See, the truth is, we, we learn when we walk in the light, is we learn the reality of who Jesus really is. When we walk in the light, we know who Jesus really is. He's not just a wise teacher. Was he a wise teacher? Absolutely. But he was not just a wise teacher. He was not just a miracle worker. He was not just a social reformer. Jesus was more than that. He was the very image of God, the imago Dei, the reflection of God himself. God from God. The incarnation of the creator dwelling among among us. God incarnate. God Emmanuel. God who is with us. So he's not just a person who attained a certain level of awakenment or enlightenment. But he himself was of the same substance God. We also see that light imparts courage. Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light. Say light church. And my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? If Jesus is our salvation, there's not a single person or situation or environment or anything, even the limitations of our own strength. Nothing that we need to fear if he is our salvation. There is no unknown out there. No no outcome that can paralyze us with fear because our light and salvation are found in the stronghold of our Savior. And... Lastly, light captivates us with purpose. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise and shine, 
for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. This is a directive. It's not just a cool like, hey, here's an announcement, your light has come. It gives a directive at the beginning. It says, arise and shine. You see, we have a calling as those who walk in the light to shine and reflect his light. Not just living for ourselves of our own means, but carrying a life of purpose beyond our own end. We ourselves are being called to shine in a dark world. We are empowered and equipped to live this out as well. We aren't just told that and been like, good luck, and God pushes us out the door. But he equips us for these things. Romans thirteen twelve says, the night is nearly over, the day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. God has given us his equipping to be able to live out lives reflecting his light. So Jesus entered into time and space to bring light into darkness and to do all of these things, to give us profound purpose, to give us courage, to give us hope, to give us truth. All of these things culminated when Jesus stepped into our world. And let me tell you, Jesus coming into this world was not a last-minute idea God had. He didn't see humanity sin and fall into death and and all that happened when Adam and Eve sinned and go, i got to come up with something. Quick, someone, uh, I know, Jesus, get down there, help him out. But rather, God had this in store from before Adam and Eve even took their first breath. It wasn't a last minute idea, but from the, before time even began, before God set the stars ablaze, he had this plan in store to rescue us from ourselves and from our sin. And he sent Jesus. In World War II, there was uh, an American flying ace named uh, Louis Kurds. He was unique because uh, uh, he, he served in both the Pacific and the Atlantic theater. And when he was in the Atlantic theater, he had seven kills of German planes. Not only that, he, killed, he, had, he had shot down planes from all three of the major Axis powers. While he was on the Atlantic side, he also shot down an Italian plane. And then he came over to the Pacific side and he shot down a Japanese plane. So he was a, he was a, a, a decorated uh, pilot, but what's probably his most well-known and oddly still considered a successful shoot-down was he shot down an American plane. You'll see that painted on the side of his plane. And he was hailed as a hero for it. And here's why. After flying a mission to attack a Japanese airfield on the island of Bataan... Kurds noticed that there was an American plane, a C-47 transport plane, that was preparing to land at the very airfield he had just finished bombing. And he's going, what is going on? So he tried to hail them on the radio and got no response. Over and over he tried to hail him, no response. So he took his uh, P-51 Mustang and he flew it in front of that transport airplane, back and forth, trying to get their attention to divert them. And they stayed right on course, flying towards that airfield. Finally, he felt like, there's nothing else I can do. So I'm going to drop back and their best chance of survival is for me to shoot them down. So he pulled in behind that plane and he shot out both of their engines with his 50 caliber machine guns and down the plane went and it landed in the water about 300 yards from the island of Bataan. And the plane didn't break apart. All 12 of the passengers were able to get onto life rafts and they soon were rescued by a Catalina plane that came by and picked them up. He didn't realize it, but one of the passengers on that plane was a nurse that he had taken on a date just a few days before. And after they were rescued, he ended up marrying that very woman. But what's incredible about that story and what Kurds didn't know was that C-47 had gotten lost in bad weather. 
And when it got lost, they were turned around and going in circles, and their radio was malfunctioning, so they had no way of reaching out, finding out where they were. And so they were circling and running out of fuel. And so finally, after flying for almost five hours, the radio not working, the pilot informed his passengers, we are in trouble, and I'm going to land at the first piece of land I see. And that happened to be the island of Bataan that was, at, that was occupied by the Japanese forces. And as you know, landing there would have been surely a death sentence. And so... As they approached, they were saved by this pilot who intervened. You see, there was someone who knew what was coming and that death was ahead of them and he intervened. They were blind. They didn't know where they were going. They were surely going to their deaths, but someone intervened. And I'm sure for them, they didn't know the salvation that was being offered to them. They didn't even see the salvation, the, 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 the person trying to get their attention, I am here to save you. They were just continuing on their path to destruction. The same thing happened with Jesus and John. We've been reading in John. If you continue on, as we opened in chapter 1 in verse 10, it says this, he, that he came into the very world that he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected, rejected him. But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. And he was full of the unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. This is Jesus who came for us. And the question is, do you recognize the Savior that's come for you? He's intervening in your life. When we are on the path to destruction, every one of us has been on the path to destruction. Let me tell you. It's not that there's some good people, some bad people, and just, you know, if you're on the wrong track, hopefully God gets your attention. Let me tell you, all of us have chosen sin. All of us are going down a path to destruction, and we are blind to it unless we recognize through the work of the Holy Spirit that we need a Savior. And Jesus wants to intervene in your life and rescue you today. We may be blindly heading towards destruction, but there is a Savior and salvation only comes through Him. And to know Him is the reason that we can have every bit of joy this season. This is why we can have joy in our world. This is why there's joy to your world today, is because He came for you, He came for me. 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-7 through seven says, This is the message we heard from Jesus, and now we declare it to you. God is light, and there is no darkness in Him at all. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. This is what salvation is all about, the blood of Jesus cleansing us from all sin. It's weird to talk about Jesus' death and crucifixion at the day we celebrate his birth, but that's why he came, to die for you and I. I don't think many of us, for ourselves or if we have children, would think you are born so that you could die, but that is why Jesus came, so he could take our death upon himself, willingly taking it to the cross and giving us life. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes for just a moment as we get ready to close today? I want to give you the opportunity to respond to the light that came into the world to give you hope, to speak truth into your world. Maybe you have felt rocked by everything in your life, your world. You don't know what to stand firm on. Let me tell you that truth is illuminated by the light of the world, that we can stand firm and confidently when we have put our faith in Jesus. So this 
evening with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, if you want to respond to the Savior who has come for you today and say, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I want to have this joy that is offered. Let me tell you, in the same way that all of us have sinned and equally earned death, we all have an equal opportunity at life through Jesus. It does not matter what you've done, what your story is, what you may have separated you from God. There is no distance too far that cannot be brought back through what Jesus has done. His blood is enough for you and me. So right now, if you say, Pastor Brent, I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want Christmas to be the marker, my anniversary of my new life in Christ. Will you raise your hand and raise it high? I want to pray with you right now. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else want to join me? Thank you. Yes, thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Jesus, right now, I pray with those that have said, Lord, I want to make you my Lord and Savior. I want to establish you as the king of my heart. Not just as an emergency flotation device of eternity, but rather I want to make you my Lord and Savior in every aspect from this day forward. I want you to turn my life around and and from the very core of who I am, serve you and have purpose in you and have life in you. We thank you, Jesus, that you are our King and our God. We pray that you would come into these hearts that have opened to you. That there would be full surrender, Jesus, and full faith that you are the Son of God, that you came to live, die, and are resurrected today and alive and at the right hand of God. And we thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we talked about over and over throughout the Bible, throughout especially the New Testament, Jesus referring to himself as the light of the world and our calling to reflect that light. And so right now we are going to get out our candles. If you want to get your candles out, and we're going to sing some Christmas carols that proclaim Jesus as light of the world. So if our ushers can prepare yourselves and we're going to begin to light these candles. Once you get your candle lit, if you want to turn to the person next to you and light theirs and we'll pass the the fire on and share in this carol together. Come on, let's lift a voice. Silent night, holy night, holy is come, holy is bright, round young virgin, mother and child.
gonna sing this one more time with just our voices, but before we do, I just wanna point out this moment right now. Look at each other, look at how beautiful you are because each one of you is holding that light. This room started with one person with one flame and it didn't seem that all significant for a big dark room like this, but pretty quickly over time that light was shared and it has lit up every single face in this place. So let's sing this one more time, but as we do, look at one another. Just thank God for the amazing season of 2023 that he's brought you through. Come on, let's sing this out. Well, New Life Church friends and family, thank you for spending this Christmas Eve with us, celebrating our Savior's birth. As you extinguish your candles tonight, we have one last song we want to share with you before we send you on your way. Let's sing this together as we go. Come on, let's spread that joy to the world that we've just discovered with one another. Let's go from this place, spreading that joy. Come on, let's sing this. Yes. 
Have a wonderful week in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Go in peace.